Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I talk AEW and NXT, but especially what we saw on AEW last night. That's right. The return of the Icon Sting on TNT in over 18 years. What a moment. We talk about that. We also have a new champion in Kenny Omega. And the next time you see him is going to be on Tuesday night. We'll explain. And speaking of AEW, how about this? Powerhouse Hobbs joins us. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Of everything that happened last night with, when it, when regards to Sting's return, I think I was most happy for those 1,000 fans in attendance who got to see that. Wrestling fans haven't gotten that in the longest time. And with AEW letting in about 1,000 people to Daly's place um, and, and NXT letting in about 100 people to the, to, to the, to the Capitol Wrestling Center, those 1,000 people in attendance last night at Daly's place got to feel something that hasn't been in wrestling for a long time. And I'm not just talking about the pandemic, okay? Obviously, with the pandemic, you haven't been able to be at shows and feel that kind of rush. Yeah, you get it with Jericho and, you know, singing his song every week, but a a surprise like that at the level of a guy like Sting, that was a special moment for those 1,000 fans. And I'm happy for them, for those wrestling fans that got to experience that. I agree with you. No, I agree with you. And listen, we haven't gotten a lot of moments, like you said, especially in front of a live crowd here in 2020. You know, uh, I I think the last big moment for wrestling fans, that holy shit moment was Edge at the Rumble. I think that was like that started off the year. And this was a good way to end the year 2020 as a wrestling fan. And, and Bully, I was thinking the same thing. And AEW was as well because they went and they showed like they wanted to show those people that were in attendance. And you're talking, like you said, a thousand people. And it was like 40 degrees. So a lot of people like were, you know, had their hoodies on and they, they had the gloves on. But to see the, the actual surprise and shock on people's faces. And you know what? The smiles on people's faces to see like some of the fans that were in attendance with a smile from ear to ear. Yesterday was a tough day for wrestling fans hearing about the passing of Pat Patterson. And it was good to have that moment. And, and I'm glad that for wrestling fans that watched last night, they were able to, to have that really excited moment, especially like you said, the thousand people that were at Daly's place. Um, 
I know what it's like to go to a rock and roll concert and see something that you don't normally get to see, um, or even at a sporting event when something really special happens. Last night was very special for the wrestling business, and a lot of people might just be saying, well, it's Sting, he's an old man, blah, blah, blah. Nah, you don't get it. And for all those people that were negative on social media last night about Sting, I will hammer you this morning, and I'm going to get to that later. But now to my other point about NXT. Uh, an absolutely phenomenal job by WWE and the WWE uh, production people on the Pat Patterson in memory video package last night. Uh, instantly when it came on, I got a giant smile on my face. And by the time it was over, I think I had a tear in my eye and I'm not a big crier. Um, it, it, it probably hit home for me more than any other um in memory package that i've ever seen for them just because of my personal relationship with pat as a friend and as a you know as somebody i learned from uh, what great respect they paid to him last night as they should have but phenomenal job round of applause standing ovation uh, to, to everybody in the WWE, NXT being on the stage, obviously all the talent and Hunter and Sean and everybody there. But what a what a tearjerker of a of a package! And to splice in Pat singing "My Way" with Frank Sinatra's "My Way," goosebumps. It, and we've we've talked about this. Unfortunately, we've probably talked about it uh, too much than we should have about these video packages when someone passes. And they have these tributes. And the WWE always does a phenomenal job with these tributes, Bully. This was the best one that I've ever seen. Like, without a doubt. And like you said, you know, we talked a lot yesterday about how he loved karaoke and he loved singing My Way. And to be able to put that in there where he's he's harmonizing with Frank Sinatra was amazing. And you talked about, like the entire roster of NXT up on that stage. Another great touch I thought was in that arena. They just had all the different pictures, you know, on those LED screens uh, to, to finish off that tribute. It, it, it was wonderful, extremely well done. And, I, and, and not even knowing the man, just as a fan of the man, I had a tear in my eye watching that tribute last night, bully it, the, phenomenal job. And like you said, standing ovation, to the WWE and their production crew. Uh, can't say enough good things about um, that in-memory package last night. It was uh, a couple of people chimed in. They said, oh, you know, the Dusty the Dusty Rhodes one was, you know, was just as good. Listen, I'm not trying to compare any of these. Yeah. I'm just saying that this one um, hit home with me because of the relationship I had with the man. And you have to understand what Pat Patterson meant to Vince McMahon, to the McMahon family, and to that company. I mean, you saw the outpouring of love and respect for Pat Patterson last night, um, uh, yesterday and last night on social media. And the yeah. common thread amongst the boys was how much we learned from Pat. Uh, you know, Jericho went on to say that, you know, Pat was the Yoda to his Luke Skywalker. Totally get it, because Yoda was a 
a, a Sith, uh, um, a Jedi genius. And that's what Pat was. I referred to him as a genius on my social media when it came to finishes. He understood psychology. And, you know, sometimes the older you get in the wrestling business, you get maybe you can get a little out of touch. What's the one complaint that we hear about Vince sometimes? He's out of touch with the product. Yeah. Pat was never out of touch. Pat was able to apply everything that he knew to any talents, especially the younger ones, because it's the younger up-and-coming ones who became big stars that Pat was helping to mold. So nothing but great things uh, to say. Um, An incredible moment last night on NXT, and let's do what I talked about last night. Let's put the pedal to the metal. Hi, this is Adam Shine. The Adam Shine Podcast is back for another football season. I'll give you my passionate, hard-hitting takes every week, including picks against the spread and fantasy football advice, all while talking to the biggest guests in all the sports, celebrities, media personalities, diehard football fans on a weekly basis. It's the Adam Shine Podcast with new episodes dropping on Tuesdays. You can listen to the podcast anytime with the SiriusXM app, iTunes, Pandora, and with Stitcher. How come no new rock and roll bands are over? And how come no younger wrestlers are as over as the older wrestlers? It's just one of those things. ACDC just had the number one album, and they're in like their late 60s and early 70s. And Sting is in, what is Sting now? Like 50 something, 60? Who the hell be, knows? He's got to be in, in, in his, he's definitely in his 50s. I'll, I'll definitely yeah, check Probably his late age, 50s. But... What, what, uh, 61. There you go. He's Thanks, 61 Sting? 61. Wow. Okay? So a 61-year-old man just walked out on national television last night, and he's the talk of the town. Why? Because it's Sting, and we should be talking about him. It is a very big deal. So many people on, uh, on social media last night, I don't get it. Why him? He's old. He can't do anything. Blah, blah, blah. This is not about singles matches, people. This goes far beyond a wrestling match. This goes far beyond Sting versus some pl- someone. This is a, a, an acquisition and a chess move that basically um, sets up AEW's chessboard for, for victory in the long run. You know, checkers is about the here and now. Chess is about the long run victory, long-term victory. Um, ESPN, who has close to 38 million followers on their social media, tweeted about Sting being in AEW last night, and they put up the video of his debut. We're always talking about those ESPN moments. That's why you see Vince McMahon bring in uh, a Mike Tyson back in the Attitude Era or, uh, or any of the, you know, the, the sports figures that are brought in. You're always looking for the crossover. And really quick, hey, hey, before go ahead, go ahead. Because yeah. you talked about the crossover, Bully. What got more of a crossover for AEW into the mainstream? Them having Tyson at Daly's place, the tease of Shaquille O'Neal, or or Sting from last night? Sting. Because Tyson really didn't do anything. And Shaq, I, I have no idea what's going to go on with him. It's still a, a wait-and-see type of situation. But 
Sting got them that crossover coverage because he is an icon in the industry who still has his mystique. People still want to see him. It's still all about that entrance. And yes, he probably can do a couple of things in the ring. Sting is good for the crossover. Sting is also good when you're touting the company to... Um, I don't know to uh, uh, what we were, we were talking about earlier on the show today. Dave. Yeah, well, if marketing, uh, marketing, you know, yes, TV, you know, TV or, you know, sales. And like, this is the guy that, you know, you have that face, that iconic makeup. Instantly, people know who that is. And when it's connected to AEW, that means a lot to people in marketing for sure. And and look and and check this out, Dave. There's a reason why WCW kept him under contract for as long as they did. There's a reason why TNA scooped him up the minute that they could and paid him all sorts of money. Vince McMahon had been sweating Sting his entire life and finally got a hold of him. It did not go the right way in the WWE, but hey, things don't go the right way for everybody all the time. And the minute, the minute. The WWE took Sting's merchandise off of, of .com. Bang. I knew right then and there. It's just, just a feeling I had. I'm not going to try to tell you I had inside information or anything like that. I just had that feeling. So that's why you bring somebody like Sting on board. It's for every other reason other than a wrestling match. But there's a six-man right in front of us now. Sting, Darby Allen. And uh, and uh, uh, and Cody Rhodes versus Hobbs, Starks, and Cage. Yep, it's it's right there. And if you're going to have Sting perform in a ring and do any kind of physicality, a six man is where you want him, so you can feature him and you can hide him all at the same time. Sting doesn't want to go in there and work for any more then five minutes tops five minutes of physicality and i'll be damned if one song played at the right time in a concert that only lasts between three to five minutes won't tear the house down agreed he didn't show up at the end of moxley and 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 omega you know he showed up where he showed up for a reason bully and again that little that little stare down with darby allen like that meant the world that's your guy that's your future is darby allen what you talk about the quote-unquote rub that moment was as big as any other thing i saw in that segment my tweet this morning to open the show was titled the rub and it's a picture of sting staring at darby allen i don't think people understand and if you don't understand i'm going to do my very best to explain it to you and smarten up what really happened last night so much was done in that amount of time from the moment his music hit until the moment he left first of all the amount of time that sting was out there I think I clocked it in at about five or six minutes. Would you say that's right? It was it was definitely considerably less than the amount of time Omega and Moxley were outside the ring in the match last night. Yes, it was probably about five minutes. 
God bless JR for finally busting those referees' balls about not counting or not doing their job and guys being on the outside too long. Uh, Anyway, Sting slow walks to the ring. You see, this is smart by AEW. Slow walk him. Because the minute his music hits and the the minute people see Sting on the Titantron, what are they going to do? They're going to pick up their cell phone and start tweeting about it. And they did. And the minute you see it on your Twitter, boom, you're switching channels. You're going right over to TNT. If you're if you're watching NXT at that moment and you see a tweet that says Sting just came out on Dynamite, bang, you're switching over. I don't give a damn what's in the ring on NXT. You're switching right over. And now you're staying, and you're staying across the 9 o'clock hour. That's why they went to a commercial break abruptly at the beginning of the Cody match, the beginning of the tag, because they know they wanted to hit the crossover. So they bit the bullet. They went to the early commercial so they could have Sting across the hour. Very, very smart. And then keep him out there for a while so people from all over, no matter who was on social media at that moment in time, they're reading it, they're tuning in, they're tuning in. That crossover is going to be a really interesting overnight rating. Really want to see how, how, how big of a pop that did. I'm anticipating it did a lot because they played that moment perfectly. They really, really did. So here he comes. And look at the stories that he was able to tell without saying a word he walks up to arn anderson and stares at arn and there's jr and shivani telling the story about their history no love loss here those guys went to war back in wcw didn't they dave yep they sure did so there's story a there's the story about the veterans and the legends and the quote-unquote old guys now and that resonates wa- with the over 40-year-old pro wrestling fan. Absolutely. And now he walks across the ring ever so slowly, and Cody is sitting in the corner, and he kneels down and he looks at Cody. And in that moment, what is Sting saying to Cody? He's saying, I loved your father. Your father did so much to me. It was my honor to know your father. God bless Dusty. That's the moment we get right there. And then we get the rub. Sting walks right up to Darby Allen, face to face. Sting could have stayed away from him a little bit, but Sting walked into him because Sting knows that getting that close to Darby Allen brings Darby Allen into the spotlight. And Sting is not afraid to have Darby Allen in that spotlight with him. And thus, the rub. That picture on my social media this morning is should be in a dictionary next to the word the rub should be that picture right there because that's it in its purest form. Darby Allen is more over this morning because of 30 seconds of standing in the spotlight with Sting than he has been his entire career. End of story. AEW played that Sting debut last night to the max perfect execution so many things accomplished also the epitome of less is more like you said bully didn't say a word we didn't hear one word now we're gonna hear now hey the tease you're gonna hear tony Schiavone interview sting next week i mean as a wrestling fan i i gotta hear that interview next week
So they have the cliffhanger as well where, all right, why is Sting here? What did he mean by those stare downs in the ring from last night? Well, you get to get your answers next week with Tony Schiavone. So you're right. Every single base was covered in that segment. And like you said, it was a, in a, in a five-minute five segment, Bully, where nobody spoke a word. That's how much they were able to accomplish with AEW last night. It, it Listen, I, I it could be a game changer. It, it, it should be a game changer. And you, you talk about numbers. I mean, listen, I'm not comparing. I'm just going to go back to a page in history. When the power shifted with WWF and WCW, what was the power shift? Is Tony Schiavone mentioning that, oh, you know, Mick Foley's going to win the title. Then everybody heard that. What did they do? They switched over to to WWF and never looked back. And then the decline happened with WCW. Not saying that's going to happen here. But, Bully, I think you're 100% right. At least for last night. If you're a pro wrestling fan and you're watching NXT and you see on your social media feed that Sting just showed up and then you switch over and you see Sting because, like you said, they had it perfectly placed and they had a slow tempo where you could switch over. He was probably, by the time people got their tweets out and you switched over to TNT, he's probably still walking to the ring, right? Yep, yep. That could be a game changer. All I'm saying, I'm not saying that it is. That could be a game changer for AEW last night, Bully. And that's how you connect your dots the right way. That's how you get people across all of the platforms to be engaged. You see his name on the Titantron, boom, people are tweeting about him. People who might not be on TNT now tune into TNT. You slow walk him. You slow play him. You have him in Arn's face. You have him in Cody's face. You end up with Darby. They played it perfectly. You know how I like to tighten the screws. I can't tighten anything about that segment. That segment was as tight as it possibly could be. Perfectly executed, as JR would say, a good little piece of business. Hey everyone, this is Lisa Ann and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. This might be a little bit of an unpopular opinion because I know we have so many Kenny fans and Moxley fans out there who were gushing over the match. I mean, I thought the match was good, um, but some people were gushing over it like it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I thought the Don Callis moment at the end of AEW Dynamite was a lot bigger than, excuse me, than the match itself. When Don said, "Tune in Tuesday uh, to Impact," and we'll and we'll, we'll tell you what's going on then. It's a lot bigger than that match. It really is, because I think we're seeing AEW put their toe in the water with other promotions now. And there's always been scuttlebutt about can AEW work with other companies, bring other companies in to continue to help build this. Maybe this super company that one day is going to eventually try to take down the Titan. Um, 
if you don't have access TV, this is a good reason to order it and try to get it. To see what Don Callis and Kenny Omega have to say on Impact next Tuesday. Yeah, and if you don't have access TV, you know, and I know this is a curse word when it comes to the WWE, Impact is available on Twitch. So if you have a smart TV, uh, you can get it. The app is available everywhere. So, you know, you can get, you can download Twitch and watch it on Twitch. So uh, there, you have to work for it, but there are ways to find Impact Wrestling. And again, I think the biggest thing is what you just said, Bully. And they, listen, for those who don't remember, this was done before in the 80s when the WWF went national. A lot of the old territories tried to, to bond together to fight the WWF. It failed because they couldn't agree on anything. And for a while it worked because I know for myself in New Jersey, you know, when NWA and AWA would combine forces, they would sell out the Meadowlands, but it just didn't have the lasting power because everybody was trying to one up the other. If you can get a relationship like we we could see played out, at least it's going to bolster what we're seeing on Wednesday nights for AEW. Look at how well that the relationship between AEW and NWA is working for AEW. It's definitely helped their women's division, Bully, for sure. And the number one thing that people on social media were talking about, or, or, or what the number one negative thing that I saw were like, well, what does AEW stand to gain by doing business in any way, shape, or form with Impact Wrestling? How could this be good for AEW? Obviously, Impact gets a major rub from AEW, but what is what does AEW have to gain? And Dave, you have the answer for us. Go ahead. The knockouts us, division. The knockouts division and Impact. They have one of the best women's division in pro wrestling. And it's not hasn't really been showcased because a lot of people can't get impact wrestling. If you can have that crossover and you have Taya and you have Tasha Steeles and you have Kiera Hogan and you have, you know, Deanna Perrazzo and you know, the list goes on and on. You can have that and bring that into AEW because what's the weak point? What does everybody bitch and moan about when it comes to AEW is their women's division. (laughs) That just got bolstered a hell of a lot more now that they have a relationship with Impact Bully. If you look at AEW's women's division right now, Britt is the woman's division. She really is. I mean, yes, Nyla, but they haven't really done anything with Nyla, which is a bit odd to me. I mean, she lost to Sheeta at that, that, that last pay-per-view, correct? Yes, and then Vicky, uh, Vicky Guerrero and her had words, and then we've seen her in the background kind of help out you know, with this whole angle, whatever this is going to be with Shaq. But no, you're right. It's, she's taking a back seat for sure. Thunder Rosa is an NWA talent that was brought in. So it's obvious that AEW is showing that they have to kind of branch outside of their own women's division for help. And I think that any type of relationship, and we don't know if there's a relationship yet. We can, we can definitely form a hypothesis, an educated guess this morning that there is. Why else would Tony Khan allow his world champion to uh, appear on a company that doesn't have nearly the amount of television penetration or buzz that his company has, it would almost be like taking a step back. But I think this step back is to take two steps forward and it'll play out as the, as the, uh, as the weeks and months, uh, you know, uh, come up here and we'll see if they can do business together if business at all past this one week but yes the women's division in aew stands to benefit from any type of relationship between impact and aew 
And I love what AEW is doing, Bully, because they have the relationship with the NWA. Let's see what happens here with Impact Wrestling. New Japan is still up in the air. I mean, Tony Khan had said in his press conference that uh, we're, we're not going to see Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom. Hey, that could change. That could be a swerve. But there is they obviously do want to work together. This is old school. I mean, the WWE has their umbrella where it's like there's nothing outside this umbrella. This our bubble. They're in their own bubble, and this is our world. It's kind of refreshing to have a show like AEW where it's like, hey, we're willing to work with anybody. Like you said, they had John Moxley at you know they had John Moxley, their world champion at Bloodsport for crying out loud. Hey, they they they're willing to extend their hand and have relationships with the entire world of pro wrestling. This is only going to help them. And you know what? At the same time, it's going to bolster all those organizations and shows as well. The the world of pro wrestling just got a hell of a lot stronger last night due to that one moment with Don Callis at the end of the show, Bully. And uh, years ago, I talked about cracks in the wall, and those cracks in the wall were the people that were leaving uh, the WWE for greener pastures. Last night could have been the first crack in the wall um, to the possible forming of a super company. Like you talked about the NWA back in the day having to come together. What if we do see AEW working with Impact working with the Ring of Honor, working with any of the other smaller companies, so to speak, to bolster their uh, their roster, their divisions. What if we see one of those when worlds collide pay-per-views? What if we have an impact AEW Ring of Honor? I'm just throwing names out there right now. Or impact yes. AEW New Japan Super Show, kind of like Ring of Honor and New Japan did the G1 at Madison Square Garden. These are the relationships that we can start to see evolve that can strengthen dynamite or or, or strengthen whatever second show that uh, tony khan has been talking about and this is good and i'll tell you why it's good because it's going to light a fire or potentially that's the key word potentially light a fire under somebody's ass and that somebody is a 74-year-old billionaire who hasn't had a fire lit under his ass in a long time. And Vincent Kennedy McMahon is best when he has a gun to his head, backed into a corner, and a fire under his ass. Because nobody likes to fight more than Vince. So good. Go for the jugular wrestling world because this is only going to be great for wrestling fans. And that's why the, the Sting being a part of AEW is so big. Because, listen, the, the, the world of pro wrestling is all about TV right now, Bully. It's all about television and television rights. You know, right now, WWE makes a ton of money off of TV, but their ratings are declining across the board. But they have the names that people know. And a lot of those names, Bully, that they use are the Stone Colds and the Undertaker, the guys that, that don't really even step into the ring anymore. Now AEW has one of those names with Sting. This is going to help them. This is like when it comes to the business aspect of pro wrestling, when it comes to the next TV deal and the TV rights, that's important. Then on the other end is the actual pro wrestling in your roster. 
Tony Khan said it in his presser the other day, Bully, that he actually has a bloated roster right now. If you look at it from top to bottom, they're signing a lot of people. And Dream was not even there. Think about that. And maybe he will. But like, but think about it, though. <laughs> they don't have shows to put these wrestlers on. And Tony Khan said it. I, I probably should have let people go, but I didn't because they were in a pandemic, and I'm not going to do that. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, a strong line by Tony Khan that he's not willing to let anyone go during this pandemic. But you also have wrestlers that you're not using. This might be a way to use a lot of that roster that you see on AEW Dark to be on an impact to be on some of these other pay-per-views and shows on Fight TV. This is going to be a win across the board for everybody, Bully. If you don't think the things that we're talking about on today's shows, on today's show is possible, I have two words for you. You know what those two words are, Dave? What's that? All in. Hey, everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Power House Hop. Sir, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are y'all doing? We, we're excited to have you. There's a lot to get to because, seriously, last, ni- last night was, you know, what, that was like a game-changing show last night, and especially in that segment with you in that ring. I mean, you got to be happy with the, how things turned out last night. I'm, I'm very happy. This shit shocked the hell out of me, like, <laughs> It was almost unreal. Like, I'm standing there like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I almost felt like I had an out-of-body experience. But, like, growing up watching Sting over the years, I saw him come out. I was like, we, we got to bounce. That, 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 that shit was just unexpected. Will, earlier today we heard from a couple of fans that were actually in attendance at Daly's plays last night. We know there's only about mm-hmm. a 1,000 people that are allowed in right now. How did it sound yeah. to you? How much noise were those 1,000 people making? It almost sounded like it was a full arena. Like, I'm yelling, oh, my God, and I barely can hear myself. It was that last the loudest I've ever heard that place. You know, so one thing that oh, go ahead. You, Billy, you've please. been wait, hold on, Dave. You've been there when the place is full. Not when it's full, but when, when we had the um, all-out pay-per-view, we had fans there, and I thought that was loud. This was like ten times louder than that. Gotcha. Talk about like these last few months for you, you know, you know, coming to, to AEW now really being premiered, you know, teaming up with Ricky starts and, and, and cage and Taz, like just talk about how these last few months have been for you personally. Personally, it's been crazy. I mean, like I've, I've been wanting to do this since I was four years old and just getting an opportunity to showcase what I can do and being like, okay, I'm, I'm here on the main stage. It's crazy because it's still unbelievable to me. Just Tony, Cody giving me the opportunities to do what I can do, being put in a position with 
guys that I can learn from, it, it's unbelievable. Like I just, I sit back and I think like, holy shit, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I love to do. And and I know that's a so cliche to say, well, a lot of wrestlers say it, but being where I'm from, kids didn't watch wrestling. It was either football, basketball, or baseball. Like I got picked on for watching wrestling with the people that picked on me, either locked up or, you know, a few of them passed away. Like I'm, I'm doing what the hell I want to do. Like I'm learning from the best. So I, I, I can't be mad at all. Like, it's just crazy. And what's crazy too is that it's only been just a little over four months. Like you you signed with AEW, yeah. correct? Like in July. And here you are, you know, the 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 second of December, you're in a ring, you know, where with Sting. Like, man, that is yeah. like that shows you how much work and how well you've done in just a very short period of time. Yeah, I mean, it is I mean cream rises to the top. I'm not you know, it's just I, I believe in hard work. That's just what my, my grandpa, you know, told me growing up. You work hard and things will come true. So and I, I still got a lot more work to do and got to work even harder now that I'm here. Will, you're a part of Team Taz. You're getting to uh, work side-by-side side with Taz, one of the best talkers mm-hmm. in the industry and a very smart wrestling mind. In your in your short stint so far with AEW, what do you think? What would you say is the number one thing that you've learned from Taz so far? What has resonated with you the most? Moments, slowing down, being real. Because because whatever I put out there, the, the fans are going to feel it, and they're 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 going to know if it's if it's. You know, if I'm throwing some bullshit at him, I mean, if, if I'm being real, being me, people, people don't feel it. And, you know, I, I've been a Taz fan for, for years. And I just, the way he, the way he did his promos, you know, just, you, you can feel the stuff. Like you, you can tell the, the BS from, from the real. And those are the three things that I, I get from him. And anytime I have a question, I pull him aside. He gives me a straight answer. You mentioned Cody earlier. You know, talk mm-hmm. about your relationship with Cody, Tony Khan, having this much confidence you in you as well. You know, how are the relationships there? The relationships are great. I mean, so I, I'll give you a little story. Like I, when I first was coming on doing dark, doing enhancement matches, I, I talked to Cody, and Cody told me whatever you want put it out in the universe and it'll come true. And I want to be here at AEW. You know, I got that contract is out there now. Hopefully I get the opportunity to, you know, lock it up with Cody, but Tony Khan, I, I've never had a, a boss that I could just talk to. Like he'll ask me, how are you doing? And you can generally, genuinely tell that, you know, he means it. It's just not like, Hey, how you doing? He walks away. So, little things like that mean a lot to me makes me feel good so and plus the fact that he's put me in the positions that he has you know working with darby on the saturday night dynamite being thrown in the the battle royal then being paired up with cage Taz, and ricky and then especially being in the moment last night you know i feel he's he trusts me Will, for those of you, uh, for those that are listening this morning that might not 
uh, know your background. Give us the Cliff Notes version of what you did, where you came from, and what brought you here. I, I came from a two-square-mile city called East Palo Alto in Bay Area, California. Um, pretty much a, a rough neighborhood growing up. Uh, I trained at All Pro Wrestling. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the movie, uh, the documentary Beyond the Mat. You remember yeah. where the guy was going to throw the guy off the balcony? That's the school I trained at. Did uh, some training the last four years uh, with Ezekiel Jackson down at his school, Brickhouse Pro. And got the opportunity from uh, Cody and, and Marcus Mack, you know, to get a, a dark match, dark and that's just history. Did you call them? Did they call you? Oh, they, I, I got a, a text uh, from QT Marshall and I thought it was an actual rib. So I, I didn't answer the text for a, a few hours. And then I responded back. So let me just respond back and see what this is. And they asked, can I come out to a date? Do I live local? And I said, no, but I'll find a way to get there. So I went from Cali to Jacksonville and made my way out there. So wait, let me stop you right there. You thought it was a rib and you traveled from California 3,600 uh-huh. miles to Jacksonville, Florida, just on an opportunity, not a guarantee. Yeah, no, opportunity. That's what it's all about. I mean, I've I've heard you say, Bully, that you only get one shot to make an impression. So I, I made that impression. You know, my very first match on AEW Dark was against Orange Cassidy. And that match lasted 13 seconds, you know? So it's about making the most of any opportunity you get. So I, at that time I, I got laid off cause of COVID and, you know, I, I had to take my shot. And, and, and talk about like this story in this time, because, you know, you coming in July. So here you are in July, you know, right in the middle of all this mess, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, you 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 just said you lost a job. Well, I'm going to take this opportunity. And you took the opportunity and you won. Like I can't wait yeah. for you to finally wrestle in front of you know ten thousand people, twelve thousand people, because your whole world has been in this bubble of the COVID era. I can't wait for this thing to pass, just so you can experience what it's like to perform in front of a big live audience. Yeah, I, I can't wait either. You know, I just feel everything I'm doing now is, is preparation for that. Wow. You know, that's so. awesome. Now, when when obviously, you know, uh, people knew you were coming on today to, mm-hmm. to come on Busted Open with Bully and I, I, you didn't tell Cody you were coming on, did you? Because Cody is not a fan of mine. I don't know if you heard I'm banned two years. I'm banned for two years. I can't go to an AEW show, so I don't know if you told Cody. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't know that. Now he is. Uh, he's yeah. that guy. He holds a grudge. He's got problems, but but I don't want it to affect you. That's what I'm worried about. No, I just I just think when we when me and him finally get a hold of each other, he's gonna have yeah. some problems. So you know. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. I'm, well. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm ready for it. Will, uh, orange and black, obviously Taz's colors. Uh, whose idea was it for you to um, wear those colors also? Mine. I, I just, I had, those, that was my idea. 
that was kind of my little tribute to him. Um, I'm definitely a fan of Orange and Black, personally myself. So that that was kind of my thing. I asked him like, "Hey, you know, I got a new <clears throat> some new stuff coming. Mind if I wear Orange and Black? Sure." Cool. How do you, how is the group? The, how do you get along with Ricky and 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 Brian Cage and how 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 are those relationships? Yeah, we we I've I've known Brian for years. I've known Ricky for about five six years. So oh wow, so we're okay. good. We're good. Is there any aspect of your time in AEW, whether there was a match or a promo or a moment in time that you wish you could go back and change, do differently, maybe even do better? Anything that stands out to you? Um, I, I, there's been times I wish I just slowed down more. Um, but as far as every moment, that I've been a part of, I, I've loved it, and I don't think that anything was wrong with it. Is there a mentor for you? Has there been somebody that's really kind of mentored you along? Because I know the pro wrestling business could be tough, and there's been a lot of changes in your career. Is there somebody that you could always lean on? Yeah, there's a, there's a, <clears throat> there's there's a few people, um, well, more than a few. Um, I got. FTR, like I, I can go up to them and ask for advice. Tully Blanchard, I've asked him for advice. Chris Jericho, um, Tony Khan. So those those are the people that you know I, that I know. If I got questions, I can I can go up to and ask. Well, I got to tell you, Will. I mean, I'm happy for the way your career is going. Again, just a short amount of time since July. I mean, and then there you are on there. I think last night was the biggest dynamite in their history. You could argue maybe the first one, but it's either that first episode on TNT and last night, and you were a big part of that. You're obviously in a major, major storyline uh, on AEW Dynamite. you got a lot to be proud of. I hope, I hope you take a moment every once in a while. I know you're a hard worker and you're always looking forward, but I hope you take a moment every once in a while and I kind of uh, appreciate your hard work and where you are. I do. I do. Definitely count my blessings. Okay, great. I think, you know what, Bully, you know the one thing that's missing from from Powerhouse Hobbs? There is one thing missing. Can you guess what it is? It's certainly not a size of arm. It's a LaGreca shirt. He needs a LaGreca shirt. He needs a LaGreca shirt. He wouldn't shirt. fit into a LaGreca shirt. What are you talking about? Off. I got... I got I got large sizes here. I could give. Uh, I, can't, got, I can't fit in a large now. I'm not He's saying got arms. Like I got three X, four X sizes. I think of the I think of big guys when I got these shirts. You know, his left his left arm is wider than Dreamer's ass. It's huge. <laughs> That's Look terrible. At the, like cannons. Look at him. He doesn't even fit in the screen. Seriously, yeah. for the I know not everybody can see right now, but his arms are hanging off the edges of the screen, screen because got, they're so big. He's you know what? He's got strength, he's got size, he's got skills, he's got just about everything, and it's showing on AEW Dynamite. Powerhouse Hobbs, thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. I can't wait to see what you thank got. Thank you guys. I appreciate week. it, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 